tell you something. If you don't think so, you're special today. Man, all you do is get up and you tell us that we're special and you tell us that, that God has a plan for us and you tell us this and this and this. Why do you keep telling us that? Well, Jesus didn't say everything just one time. Uh, to Peter, he told him three times, go feed my sheep. He tells us over and over. And I don't know about you, but maybe you have children that don't do something the very first time that you tell them or ask them to. And I don't want this to be too sharp, but sometimes God has kids like that. We're going to be in Matthew 13 in just a second. I want to take some time to tell you about something special that's coming up. We're not going to give away more donuts next Sunday, okay? But next Sunday is going to be an absolutely awesome day. Next Sunday is is a Sunday, I get it, but it, it it is going to be an exceptionally awesome day. At the end of this service, when you're going to go out, see, you got something coming in, and now you're going to get something going out today at Connection. You're going to get these little, they look like coasters, and I've, I've given some of you some of them, and I put some on the table, but they look like coasters, and they're just kind of square, and they say, Connection, Sundays 9 and 11, on the back, it has, our, has the, saying, the same saying as the, the last business card, but those are, those are called our come and see cards. And you are challenged this week, or within the next couple weeks, that that card is not for you. This card is not for you, and it's not for anybody else that's involved in a church around here. If they already go to church, it's not for them. Okay? It's for you to hand to somebody that doesn't go to church and say, hey, if you want to experience something cool next week, come to Connection. We have something really cool going on. If you want to tell them, you want to give them a little insight, I'll tell you what's going on. We're going to have a back-to-school Sunday. Yes, there's a parable that fits with this. We're going to have a back-to-school Sunday, but it's not going to be a, 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 a... Well, I've been to those before. Next Sunday, in Connection, is going to be one of the first times that we've ever done this. And I got emotional when I was talking about it on the phone yesterday to somebody. Because I was telling them, I was inviting people to church. And I said, we are going to have, we have, we have up to fifth grade, it's going to be back in Kids Rock. And I know that they're important, but they're just in Kids Rock and they're being taught. But if you have a student from sixth grade to going into senior year of college, bring them. Because we're going to put them right here. And then we're going to get around them. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to commission them as missionaries to go to their school. Sixth graders going into their school. Seventh graders, eighth graders, college students. We're going to commission them as missionaries and send them out of our church. With the coffee and the donuts, that should cause you to say amen or something. This is exciting. See, God is moving and doing things at connection. And all you have to do is, is look. Maybe your week looked like this. Nothing is going right. And I'm, God, I'm really trying to follow you. Guess what? Satan doesn't want you to keep going. He doesn't want you to have a great day. He doesn't want things to just go in line. He wants to defuse you and get you away from doing what God is wanting you to do. And I'm telling you right now. Staying the course and doing what God has asked us to do is not easy, but it is 100 million percent worth it. We have no idea. Maybe, maybe one of our sixth graders that we send out to Casey Middle School or Blueford or Woodlawn or Wayne City or wherever they go to school. Maybe a sixth grader who's been taught in Kids Rock and taught by mom and dad at home or taught in our service. They go and they start sharing their faith with a sixth grader. And they, they get to lead one of their sixth grade friends to Christ in school. You know what's wrong with that? Nothing. What kind of law is that breaking? None. 
We train our kids. We train our students to go. And adults, we need to do the same thing. If you don't, if you know a college student, if you know a high school student, you know a junior high, there's going to be some visitors next week. Okay? Don't go, oh, weird. Where's a visitor? Maybe. Oh, you don't have a connection shirt on. You're not one of us. Okay, this is not a... Okay. <laughs> Hang out with them. There's going to be some college kids here next week that do not regularly go to our, our service here at Connection, but they go somewhere else. And they're going to physically come here with their parents, some of them, and we're going to commission them. You know why? Because they go to a Bible-taught church and they have a relationship with Christ. And if that's the case, we're on the same team. So we're going to commission them to go. You know what the title of next, month's, next week's sermon is going to be? I have no idea yet. But I told somebody what I wanted to, I wanted to call it, but nobody will get it on the road. When I, when I put on the sign, or when Miles puts on the sign, I, want, I wanted to say, I want to tell these kids next week, I want to say, go reach and go find the mats like me in college. Even a, even a follower of Christ in college, I was lost. I was just completely out of there. I was running from God. I had no, I had no sense of security. I had no accountability. I didn't even pick this up. Listen, we have an opportunity to see kids start Bible studies, to see kids and young adults start, start groups. Pray for me Tuesday night. The college kids are coming to my house. Okay, Just pray for me that they don't run us out. No, I'm just kidding. I want us to really, really listen to this this morning. We're, we're looking at a very short group of, of scriptures this morning. And sometimes we just go, shoom, we just fly over them. In one of my seminary classes, we turned to John eleven thirty five, and I thought, hey, this is going to be a really short, weak assignment. G- John eleven thirty five. for those of you that don't speak Bible trivia, that's Jesus wept. That's when Jesus goes to the tomb of Lazarus, and it says, Jesus wept. Short, one of the shortest verses in the Bible. And I'm thinking, this is going to be a short Week of, week of studying. The guy proceeds to preach an hour and 20 minutes on two words. Showing Jesus' compassion as a human. Showing all of these wild, awesome, deeply studied truths. So we're going to... Sometimes we look at these small groups of, of Scripture and we just... Shoom, we just throw them away. We just go... They just run right through them. But before we do that, I want to share... Another thing about the the kids, the young people, the young adults, and the adults that we have here at Connection. I want to brag on you for a minute. I'm not going to call you out by name. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to post your name on Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> but here's the deal. We have people here that clean, that mentor others, are being mentored. They share their life with others. They ask people out to eat. They pay for their meals. They do what they can do to share Jesus in their, in their workplace. And they will do what is asked of them. I physically have some people in this church, and, you, and young adults and youth, okay, and kids, come to me and they say, Matt, what can we do? I believe, I seriously believe if I said, um, well, we're going to need to clean this carpet with a toothbrush, they would ask me where it is. If I said, hey, let's run through this wall today, that's what we're doing for church, they would, they would be laying right there because they would try. <laughs> Listen, it's people that get it. It's, it's people that are engaged in what God has going on. And some people will drive by this, this sign out here and they say, Grey Poupon or Krispy Kreme? Good grief. What in, the, what in the world is the popcorn church doing now? <laughs> you know what? I was overly impressed by God this week when I asked Him that question. Reaching people. 
these young people stack coffee cups, they sweep floors. But the world, see, next week's important because the world screams this at them. You're young, you're not important, don't talk unless you're talked to. And the Apostle Paul tells Timothy this, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and what you live and your love, your faith, and your purity. Some of these kids they are going to go to school and go to these college campuses are going to be examples for some of us to learn. Go. Get out of your comfort zone and go. We can get caught up in a mindset where we don't think that we're effective. You ever had this? You get, you get caught up in a mindset where you do the same thing every day and you think, I, do I really make a difference? Am I really doing something that matters? Am I really important? Maybe we feel like we don't have anything to offer. And I don't care if you're 108 or 2 days old. If you can hear me right now, and you are breathing, and you have a pulse. Most of you are looking at me, so most of you can hear me. (laughs) I want you to listen to this. Look at the first verse. Look at these verses on the screen. Matthew 13, 31. If you are breathing and you have a pulse, I want you to look at this right now. And I don't want you to read this. I want you to hear this. And I don't want you to hear it with your ears. I want you to hear it right here and here. I want you to get this. Look at verse 31. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. Jesus says this. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Isn't that cool? Look at the next, look at the next verse. We've already talked about the Grey Poupon. Now move on to the Krispy Kreme, right? Now look at this. 33. Some of you are excited about yeast when you walk in this morning. Without yeast, you don't have Krispy Kreme donuts. You're really excited about yeast. Here's the verse for you. Look at this, 33. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. If you have your worship handout, I want you to look at the first blank on it. If you have your worship handout, that yellow piece of paper, I want you to look at this. It says, what the world may see as small or insignificant, God sees differently. God knows our potential. Some of you don't need to read this. Some of you need to absorb this. Some of you need to get what God is trying to get through to you. For too long we've believed the wrong voice in our head. What the world may see is small or insignificant. You ever felt that way? What I'm doing is so small. I'm sweeping the floor that nobody sees. Yet when people walk in, it's clean. They notice, but you don't get the recognition. And that's what the world has a, has a problem with. Because they say, you need the recognition. Climb the ladder. Be successful. Did you see the first gold medal won by the United States yesterday? Not, or two days ago? Not yesterday. 19 years old. They asked her what she was going to do. She won the 10 meter air rifle. First of all, I need one of these pellet guns. Whoa. They're awesome. They got like a blinder and they got a sight. They're awesome. I don't want to pay for one. Okay, but they're, but they're awesome. And she won the 10 meter air rifle. They shoot at a target like this big. And it's not if you hit it. It's how close to the center you hit it. Precision shooting. 
And she just blew my mind because, because she, was, she was having her first interview on TV and it was like nothing. I talked with Mary last night. We watched the Star Spangled Banner play and she's like this. I said, I would be a blubbering mess if I was standing on top of the stage with a gold medal and they were playing our national anthem. I would be a mess emotionally. And she's like this. And she interviewed and they said, they said you seem so calm. And she goes, I still think I'm in shock. And they said, what are your plans now? You have a gold medal. You're 19. She started shooting five years ago, by the way. Man. What are, what are your plans? She goes, well, I have another event to compete in. Then I'm going to fly home. Because next Tuesday, I start my classes at the University of West Virginia as a sophomore. Isn't that crazy? And some, some people, you would look at her and go, man, she's, she's just a normal girl. You put an air rifle in her hand, and she's not a normal girl. She's a gold. See, we, 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 we don't see this. God says this. Don't write yourself off as the world has written you off. Don't think, oh, I have a past. So, welcome to our church. I love saying that. I have a past, man. I can never come to your... I love this one. I cannot come to your church or any church because if I walk into any church whatsoever, the physical structure of the roof will collapse and the roof will fall in if I walk in. Because I have a past. You know what I tell them? Our roof is really well constructed. It's not going anywhere. Because I walked in this morning. See, we, this world just binds us and just beats the snot out of us every day. And we think, ah... I'm just done. I just want to quit. You ever felt like this? It's, 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 it's a common thing. But I want you to hear me well. As, as you hear and you look at these handouts blanks, as you look at this scripture, I want you to hear this. You are, if, you're, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down about yourself. These are things that I can describe about every person in here. And I don't know everybody on the same level in here, but these all describe you. I promise. You're this. You're significant. You are, you are significant to the kingdom of God. God wants to use you. Look at the second one. Oh, here comes that word again. Matt always says this. Some of you need to hear it again. You're special. You're special. There's no one like you. There's no one exactly like you. You're special. And some of you really need to hear this one. Maybe you don't come from a great... Home life. Maybe you don't have. Maybe you didn't have a great childhood. Maybe you didn't have a whole lot of people around you as far as family. And maybe it really, really hurt you. But this morning, I can tell you this: you're sitting in a place where I don't care where you came from. When you walk in that door and you sit down here and you have a Krispy Kreme donut and coffee with us, you are loved. You're loved by the people here, but you are loved by the Creator of the universe. You are loved in a way that you cannot even describe. And you have great potential. Ah, uh, no, I don't. I can't do anything. That's not what I talked to you a couple weeks ago about a youth that we have that found he had a special talent. And some people would say, well, that's insignificant. <laughs> he can stack coffee cups. Awesome. It's, cool. it's, it's more fun to pick a coffee cup off something that's stacked than just a pile, right? It's not insignificant. You have potential. God has great plans for you. 
But what we do is we get caught up in these negative things that we listen to, that we even tell ourselves sometimes. Matt, Matt, you're really not that good at this. You're really not that good at this. And I'm not talking about the difference between being arrogant and humble. I'm talking to you that God has a plan for you. You can go to one of extreme or the other on the, on the arrogance or the humility, but I'm telling you, sometimes in your life you should walk with complete authority in what God has made you and what He wants you to do. That's not arrogance. That's the confidence in the Creator of the universe is living inside you. That's awesome. It's not arrogance. It is if your attitude is there, but it's, it's, a, it's a, a, an assurance some of us listen to that junk repeated over and our over in our head. Satan wants to throw that up. I want to, I want to challenge you to do something. Push the mute button on him. How about this? Satan gets at you. You need to turn around and say, God has plans for me. Every time Satan attacks Jesus in the Bible, you know what happens? He quotes scripture. You know how? He memorizes it. Okay, he's the son of God. Well, yeah, he's all knowing. Okay, it's Jesus. He kind of wrote it. Okay. Listen, he inspired, listen. He was teaching us that you should have ammo in your belt. The Word of God should be our ammo. You, maybe you have an addiction or a temptation. 1 Corinthians 10.13, no temptation. is beyond what I can handle. And if it is too much for my, what I can handle, God promises me that He's going to provide a way out. But I'm wasting my life. 1 Corinthians 10.31 whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I'm really not special. I'm really not special. Man, some of you need to get on your knees and just say, for God so loved the world. And put, your, put yourself in there. For God so loved Matt. For God so loved you. See, I'm not special. Yes, you are. The creator of the universe sent His Son. Look at verse 31. I, man, I want us to get this this morning. I want us to really, really, really get this. Look at verse 31. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. Oh, man. You know, there's two types of reactions to seeing a mustard plant around here. Did you know that? If you are a non-farmer and you, and you drive past a field that is probably going to be left for soybeans and it was corn the year before, and it grows up in this mustard. You, you might drive by Green's... Uh, no, no. Pump House Road is a good one. Uh, that sunflower field sometimes you can get mustard before they plant it. And it's beautiful. And you drive over like, oh, this is so pretty. Let's stop and take a picture. Farmers just drive by. You know why? They look at it and go, I'm going to round up you to death. <laughs> why? Because it would choke out everything. Now, look. look. Mustard seed, mustard plants can get really big around here. But in, the, in biblical times, around the Jordan River, these were not just plants. These would eventually grow into trees, bushes, significant enough that a bird could nest in them. So it has some substance to it. Okay? So Jesus says this, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. Now, I did some research, depending on where you look, between 185,000 and 240,000 mustard seeds make up one pound. That's pretty small. They're between one and two millimeters long. They're so minuscule. They're so tiny. If you dropped one, would you really notice? <laughs> and if you did drop one, could you find it? <laughs> Some are like, nope. 
The kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a mustard seed. It started out small. Now think about this. Jesus is saying these words just right off. But he has this meaning. He's talking about the kingdom. He says the kingdom of God. Used to be, it had to start somewhere. It's small. But in you, listen, in you, it started out that day. Maybe it's not August 13th, 1987. When you asked Jesus Christ to save you from your sin and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Maybe it's not that day. But maybe you remember that day. The day that you, that you asked to have a relationship with Jesus Christ for Him to clean you. You started. You started a journey. You have potential. In the right conditions, that tiny little mustard seed in, in that part of the world can grow between 12 and 15 feet tall. I thought that was incredible. We smoke them with Roundup far before they get there that big. We've got to plant beans. Think about it. A, a tree that's 10, and 15, 10 to 15 feet tall comes from a 1 to 2 millimeter, millimeter, not centimeter, millimeter seed. So insignificant. Yet the, all, think about that. Just that little bitty seed, the roots that it grows to sustain life for the big tree above. Well, God is saying this. I want you to root in me. Take, your, take, take roots in, in this, in truth. I want you to grow because I have potential for you. So we look at... I looked at... Man, I, I had a really good time searching uh, the internet for older commercials. Because I, I remember... Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? You remember everybody? Yeah, they were funny. Um, so I, I had a fun time, and you know, had the guy, the, the limousine, and had the driver, and all of a sudden, it's in the back. He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon?" It was this this awesome, cool, top shelf mustard that comes out. They didn't make a they didn't make a a commercial about. Well, I buy the you know the yellow bottle that says mustard, IGA. <laughs> it was about Grey Poupon, right? Something special. Look at thirty-two. It's the smallest of the seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Now think about this. This has significant meaning to us today. This is the end of the parable about the mustard. This is it. Done. Now watch. What is Jesus saying this? First of all, it starts out small. Then it becomes the largest of garden plants. Then it grows into a tree. Why? Because it has purpose. Look what it does. It provides a home. A place of rest. Some of you have potential to be a resting place. Or how about, have you ever heard this? A shoulder to cry on. You, maybe you listen well. You give good, godly advice. Jesus speaks on this parable to show people that the kingdom of God is going to continue to grow after He leaves. And I have some really good news for you. I have some really good news. You guys ready for some good news? I mean, we hear bad news all the time, right? You want to hear some good news? The kingdom of God is still growing. I can't wait. Listen, next Sunday, you get to be a part of it. We're sending missionaries out of this church. You get to be a part of it. The kingdom of God is is growing. Now watch this. Why do you commission missionaries? Why do you send them out of your church? They're going where we can't. So we stay here 
And we pray for them and we support them and we send them. And maybe it's not our time to go yet. We send them. I can't wait. This is going to be such a great time. But God's kingdom is still growing. And I have, I, I have a spoiler alert about God's kingdom. Are you ready? It's not done growing yet. As I was doing some stuff yesterday, I was thinking about these, these groups and, and where, where our church is going and um, how, we, how we teach our kids, our connect group, just a whole bunch of things were going through, going through my head. And I begin to think about the opportunities that people in this church are going to are, have that I'll never even know that they have. I talked to somebody yesterday, he said, it's real, this is a really cool analogy. It's like we're getting to walk out on a fresh sheet of ice on a pond and take a hammer and a chisel and go, and just watch it crack. Watch it go. Listen, the kingdom of God is not done growing yet. How many people will they come in contact with? We have to have the college connect groups in the summer at the park. There may be too many. I hope so. I'm going to get you guys some houses. We'll come to your house. This is why we send our young people out to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's not done growing. Now we think, wow, Matt, you're putting all this potential, all this, all this stuff on these kids that are going out and they're, they're being commissioned to go share the gospel. So are you and I. We don't quit. I'm just emphasizing them. We don't quit. You can't. See, their support system has to be rooted and it has to be strong. Their support system has to be strong. So God says, I have a potential for you. You have potential in me. I love you. You're special. Oh my goodness, you don't even know the beautiful tree that you can be. Because we get caught up in believing these lies and getting cross, just out of our head. Look at the second blank. Look at the second blank in your worship handout. We're going to switch gears from, pardon me, do you have any great coupon, to the red lights on, bro. We've got to stop. I will admit, I and another person who remain nameless, because if you find out who was with me and we didn't bring you donuts, you'd be mad and whatever. I didn't take orders. So I went down there to Marion, and I know some of you are going to think that I'm just... Not that in love with Jesus after I tell you this. But I've never eaten a really, really hot, out of the, out of the glazer Krispy Kreme until the other day. I know. I'm sorry. I do love Jesus. Okay. <laughs> However, when I, grow up, when I was growing up, my dad was a meat and, and deli and bakery manager for IGA for 35 years. So I haven't had Krispy Kremes, but I learned at a very young age that as soon as you could put it in your mouth out of the glazer, it was the best. And I've eaten them. I just never had a Krispy Kreme. So I went down there and I'm like, how good can this possibly be? <laughs> they are going to be in heaven. I am sure. <laughs> but it, I, told, I, told, I told that person, I said, it's like we're eating cotton candy. It goes in your mouth and you don't even have to chew it. And I'm like, this is awesome. You don't even have to wear out your teeth. It will. The sugar probably will. But I walked in there. I walked in there and I opened that door. It was at 6 o'clock in the morning. I opened that door and I was like, Wow. That smell hit me in the face like a stop sign. <laughs> I was like, I, sm- I, I, smelled, I smelled that yeast. I smelled the icing. And I smelled all the chocolate and whatever else they had in there. It was just a lovely place. <laughs> Thinking about setting up shop in my office there. <laughs> but I watched these, these, just, you know, these four or five or six donuts wide out of this conveyor belt. 
comes right through this curtain of white where they get painted with icing. It's something else I've never seen. They, they made donut holes. I never, knew, I never knew how they made donut holes. I just thought when they punched out the donut, they had the singular hole, they fry them. Okay, no, no, no. There's three. They're attached. They're triangles. They're awesome. Then they come to that lady and she goes, bing, bing, bing. And I'm like, whoa. I was mesmerized. I said I could stay here all day. But I had stuff to do. I had to go. And I would eat like seven donuts and donuts. So, but I walked into this place. I was so blown away. I thought, wow. Just the science behind what they do is crazy. I, oh, I told her my order. I thought I, I, thought I was really going to get her. I said, I want this many dozen donuts. And she goes, okay. I'm like, what? So I got really curious. I said, what's the most... What's the most dozen donuts you've ever ordered? If somebody's ever carried out of here at one time. Not themselves, just at one order. <laughs> she goes, a hundred dozen? I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I, no, I was like, wow, that's amazing. But she, they filled our order like it wasn't even anything. And I'm like, wow. But you think about that. This yeast... It's like this. Look at this. the kingdom of, of heaven is grown by followers permeating the world around us. And we're called to live and love like Jesus. Some of you are going, well, we're just reviewing this. We're just reviewing. Living and loving like Jesus. Listen to me. God says that we're to be like a mustard seed that's small, but it has great potential. And he also says you're to be like a, a grain of yeast, a, a little package of yeast. If you bake bread, you understand this. In, in, in the scripture, it says she uses three measures of flour and only a little bit of yeast. It doesn't take that much. To permeate through the whole thing. And without yeast, the red light doesn't come on. It's required to bring maturity. God's word, God's kingdom is required in us to bring that maturity. That, the, the, the final product. We should permeate. Now what is permeate? Permeate. Matt, Matt you taught PE. What does permeate mean? How do you understand this? I used a dictionary. No, I didn't. So, permeating. Listen, it, it, should, it should just seep out. It should, it should go into everything you're around. It's kind of like a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, anybody ever had a three-year-old at your house? Completely mobile, locked and loaded. They get into everything, don't they? I came in the hallway the other day. Emma's in here. I, 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 this won't embarrass her. And Mary goes, hey, you need to come here and look at this. And my child has learned how to climb the hallway walls. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, cool. <laughs> don't do that again, okay? <laughs> I don't want you to get hurt. But listen, we should, be, we should go to our work. Listen, there are people that, that are involved in our workplace that should understand that we are followers of Christ simply by the way that we live and love around them. You have to be that yeast, that metaphorical yeast, wherever you are. Some of you get to come in contact with people that I'll never see in my entire life. I'll never see them. And you have the opportunity to be there with them, by them, loving them, talking with them. We're called to live in love. Look at, look at verse 33. Jesus also uses illustration. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. I like bread too. Anybody else? Donuts and bread. I'm like, man, this is, I'm hungry. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. I remember going over to my grandma's, my grandma Wilma, currently, 
Right now. If she called me and said, hey, Matthew, as soon as... She's allowed to call me Matthew, by the way. She, she said, Matthew, at, uh, at about 1 o'clock today, I'm going to have some fresh bread. Guess what? I do a really quick redneck math thing. Hmm, church is already over. Wayne City is not that far away. Yeah, I'm probably going to go get some. You watch it rise. You watch it take effect. That yeast is small. And when you mix it with the dry ingredients, nothing happens, right? Everything's dry. What happens if you, if you add warm water to that mixture? Uh-oh. It starts to react. It starts to react. It starts to... It starts to, it starts to grow to where you, can, where you can make that bread. When you mix that with the dry ingredients, sometimes it's very hard to even see it. It's not even there. But when you add the warm water, you understand that it is there. See, that mixture, we should be in the mixture. We have that reacting agent. It's called Jesus. It's not called warm water. It's called Jesus Christ. And it should help us permeate that mixture that we're in. Whether it's at our work, whether it's where we're playing, whether it's on vacation. Wherever it is, we should permeate. Now look at the cool look at the, look at the difference between the mustard seed and the yeast. Look at the next blank on your worship handout. Look at this. It says the yeast is used to change the flour into dough. It causes a different reaction. God's kingdom this is this is how it can do it. God's kingdom is living, moving and life changing. Some of you understand this to the utmost degree. Man, I don't have... You, some of you could stand up right now and say, I do not have to be defined by my past. I came from a long ways from here. I no longer struggle with this. God has changed my life. Some of you can stand up and say that. Some of you stand up and say, God is still changing my life. Good. When yeast permeates, it causes a change. Jesus is using a metaphor and He's saying this. If you put God into your life and you seek to do what He wants, it will change you. It's not if. okay? It's not if. You can ask anybody that's done that. It is not an if. When you incorporate the saving power of Jesus Christ into your life, you do not stay the same. You absolutely, 100,000%, that's not even, I get it. You do not stay the same. You can't. Why? Because spiritually, your old self, metaphorically, has died, and Jesus took your place. Man, what a... <laughs> it is life-changing. I, I, talked to some, I talked to a buddy of mine this week, and he mentioned something that I haven't thought about in a long time. And I said, you know what? That doesn't even grab my interest. And he goes, me either. It's not anything, it's not anything bad. It's just something that we, we used to do that we probably shouldn't have done. I said, it doesn't, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even attract me anymore. And he said, it sounds like God has changed both of us. Man, think about that. Maybe, maybe you said this. Maybe you come into church this morning. Maybe you still... Don't, don't, don't raise your hand. But if you're still messed up, I just want to tell you that you're not alone here. <laughs> Okay, We're all broken here. We know that. There's no perfect people that come to connection. We're all broken. We're all messed up. Our machine is messed up and we have to call the mechanic. We rely on Christ to come here and change us. And maybe some of you say, man, I made a real mess of my life. 
I have made a gigantic mess. I, I've made mistakes. I've done this. 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 And I want to tell you something again on 100% level. I do not care what you have done. When you apply the blood of Jesus Christ, it's enough. In fact, it's more than an, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you could possibly tell me. There's nothing that God cannot change you from. Nothing. Well, I struggle with this. So, welcome to church. Welcome to a group of people that understand what it's like to be broken. We all have potential. But it's really tough sometimes. Maybe you think you're insignificant. Listen to me really carefully. Know your not. You're not. You think, man, what I'm doing really, really doesn't matter. What I'm, what I'm doing really doesn't matter. I've talked to people and they said, they said, and they were getting older in life, they said, well, I'm just done. We engaged with them and I said, listen, you are so important. Some of those people turned out to be some of the most unbelievable prayer supporters I've ever seen. One lady says, all I can do is pray. I said, that's more than enough. Just pray. She said, but I don't, I, don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's affecting anything. I said, let me tell you something. You can't always see the effects of the way that you pray. Yet. Wait till you get into heaven and one day God shows you the reward. He said, listen, you spent all that time praying for a man. <laughs> I was probably responsible for some of the jewels that are going to go into my family's crown. And I don't like to say it that way, but I, they, they prayed and they would not quit and they would not quit and they would not quit. And God continued to change me. God desires that you have a relationship with Him. If you don't have one, He's asking you to do this. If you have one, you say, well, I'm, I'm, man, I've been a Christian, I've been a follower of Jesus for a long time. Okay. Keep growing. The tree is not dead yet. Keep growing. Listen, God creates us to be that, that, that tree that, can, that the birds seek to nest in. They seek to be around you. I talked to a lady yesterday. She said, it's really fun for me to just go in and get to share my life with other people. Share the experiences that I have. Share all kinds of things like this. I just get to, I just get to put into them and it re- makes me feel really happy. And I get to remember some really awesome times in my life. <sighs> she's a tree. She's a, she's a mature Christian. She's a tree. And she, and she has these birds that come and they talk to her and she just sets them up here on her branch. Okay. <laughs> and she takes care of them. She puts into them. And God's asking you to dive into the, to His Word. Study it. Eat it. I'm not talking about spitballs. <laughs> I'm talking about eating, metaphorically, God's Word in your life. Digest it into you. We say, oh, for God so loved the world that He... You know, well, I know it. Listen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. He died for you. Understand that. Don't just read it. Understand that you're special. Now, on the way out today, I have a challenge for you. I told, I told you this challenge earlier, but there's going to be some, some students waiting out there. Um, 
as you, as you go. I told you we are going to get something as you came in, and you're going to get something as you go out. You're going to get one of those come and see cards. Okay, I'm excited about this. It's going to be a big time awesome Sunday next week. We're not going to have Krispy Kreme. I just don't go, don't say, we had Krispy Kreme, Matt, set a precedent. No, I did not. No, we, no. Just for, the, just for today. Okay. Next week, next week is going to be a very, 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 very cool Sunday. Very special. You're going to be involved in something very, very, very special for the kingdom of God. I want you to hand that card to somebody that doesn't go to church anywhere. If they go to church, it's not for them. I want you to hand that char- the card to them and say, We have coffee and popcorn. You want to come hang out with me at church next week? Wear shorts. I did this on purpose. You can, do, you, can, you can be comfortable here. Come here. Look at God's Word with us. Study it in a relevant way. Seek for what God has for us. You want to come and hang out with us at church? You can sit by me. We drink coffee. Listen, we're going to have a lot of people here next week. So we've got we to gotta practice something. SOS. Connection nights, understand what this means. Scoot over some. And then SUS. Scoot up some. I told, I told a couple people that I'm, you know, we're just going to go, I'll start preaching from different corners, just kind of catch everybody off guard. No, just, we're going to have a lot of visitors come up, come up here next week. Sit up here, fill it up. We've got, we got some visitors, we want them to come feel comfortable, have them sit in the back. If you do sit up here in the front, by the way, you're going to be closer to come up whenever we pray over them at the end of the service. Just, there you go. But as you leave, grab one of those cards from one of the youth. And I just, I just want to pray over you, pray over that invitation to that person this week. And I want to pray for you to get out of your comfort zone. Oh, I know. Don't push mute yet. Get out of your comfort zone. Invite somebody to church. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your neighbor. Okay, let's pray. God.